in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 5,000 yoke of oxen and 500 sea asses and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. And Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. What a righteous man. He said, If perhaps my children have sinned, let me offer sacrifices so that God would deliver them or would, would not punish them. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. How many remember First Peter 5? Uh, Satan as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. So Satan had finished looking for people to devour. Satan had devoured a few people. And then God asked Satan, where have you come from? I've come from to and fro the earth. I've come to find out who or, or to find out who is uh, uh, exposed so that I can take advantage of them. Can you go back to verse 7? So that I can take advantage of them. Hallelujah. So Satan has been going to and fro the earth since the time of Job. And he's still doing the same thing. Hallelujah. Verse 8. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escureth evil, or shuns evil, or rejects evil? Verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for nothing? Is, does Job just fear you and worship you just in vain? Or does he fear you for nothing? Do you not know that there is a reason why he is fearing you? Let's look at verse 10. Has thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. So this verse has taught me and taught us all that there is a hedge of fire and protection around every Christian. There is a hedge of protection that cannot be penetrated. Nothing can penetrate it. No devil can penetrate it. No evil can penetrate it. No witch can penetrate it. No evil in the universe can ever penetrate it. Nothing can. So the Bible says, Has thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hands and has increased uh, his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Verse 11. 
but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that is in his it, and uh, sorry, behold, all that he hath is in thine power. Everything he has is in your power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And this is very important. So God told Satan, you can do anything to what Job owns. His body cannot be touched. He can never be sick. He cannot have any infirmity, nothing, not even a cold. Nothing can affect Job. But you can touch what he has. Then Satan left the presence of the Lord. Continue. And there was a day when the sons, his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their house, their eldest brother's house, sorry. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, so think about it. After God and Satan had this discussion, there was a meeting in the elder brother's house. And then, so one day after the discussion, this is what happened. So Job was relaxed at home, and all of a sudden, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the asses were feeding beside them. <laughs> and there came, is everything okay? Can someone take over for me, please? Uh, and the Serbians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I am, I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Verse 16. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is falling from heaven and have burnt up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, so it's all coming at once. While he was, yet, he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels, and they have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, we're going to verse 24, I mean from 18, 19, 20 to 24. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And what happened? And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So you realize that Satan has control over the elements. He has control over the wind. He has control over storms, but we have greater control over those things. That's why, oh, I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. That's why Jesus, when there was a storm, Jesus said, why did you fear? You should have rebuked the storm and calmed the wind. You could have done that, he told Peter and the, the apostles. Because Jesus was walking on, he was asleep on the boat. As he was asleep, there was a strong wind, a strong storm, and it began to enter into the boat. And then the boat began to sink. And as the boat was sinking, Jesus expected the apostles to deal with the problem. But the apostles were afraid and cried, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care? Why are you sleeping when we are about to sink? 
Then Jesus stood up and rebuked the wind, calmed the storm. And then Jesus said, why were you afraid? Why couldn't you do this? Then I gave the example of one of the, when we were in Minneapolis, in our church in Minneapolis, when we were there, there was one of our members who, Jerry, one of our members, who were having a prayer meeting, half-night prayer meeting, and there was a great tornado. I think, yes, a tornado. That was ravishing the houses around his house. So we stood and prayed in Jesus' name, and we commanded the storm not to touch his house. After the prayer meeting, when he went back home, the houses around his house were messed up, but his house was intact. Hallelujah. In the same way also, when we went for a crusade in Tamale, north of Ghana, they, they said it had not rained for many months. And we had preached the gospel to them. They gave their lives to Christ. But now let's see what God will do after preaching the gospel. So they told us that, look, you know what? We've not, it's not rained for so long, and it's becoming a problem. There's it's almost like a famine coming. So can you pray that it will rain? We prayed that it will rain, and a few days later, it started to rain. So it gave them testimony. Why am I saying that? Because the power of God is greater than the devil's. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Of course, he created all things, so the devil has no power. And then another example was when we were in El Salvador. We were in El Salvador sometime. We are about to have our crusade. And I've told you what, what happened. I think I've told you the story. It was raining heavily just around the time of salvation. Just when people were about to give their lives to Christ, it's the storms and the winds. When you go on YouTube, you're able to find it. The, 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 it was raining, there were a lot of storms. So I prayed on the video, you see it. I said, in Jesus' name, the storm must stop. The storm calmed. Amen. So, hallelujah. So even though, let's go to back to verse 19. So even though uh, uh, Satan had control over the wind, over the storms, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness. A great wind. So the wind was great, but nevertheless, even though the wind was great, we serve a mighty God, and God has given us authority over these winds. But let's continue since we are trying to get to a point. Verse 19, let's go back to verse 19. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. Even this last crusade we had, it was raining. The crusade starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, it's raining, and it's not supposed to rain. Tuesday, it's raining. We said, no, we are not going to allow the rain to get us. In Jesus' name, the rain will stop, and it never rained during the crusade. Amen. Hallelujah. But nevertheless, Satan, if we don't take authority over the storms, when a storm comes, it can affect you and I. But we need to stand our ground and take our authority in the name of Jesus. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Think about it. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. And it goes on. Hallelujah. Now, this is very important. We are talking about how Job responded to tragedy. How did Job respond to this difficult situation?
How was Job able to, 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 to handle all sorts of problems, all sorts of issues, all sorts of bad news coming to him all at once? All of a sudden, he gets, he realizes, he gets a, a call. Your business is finished. He gets another call. Your sons and daughters are all dead. He, all, all at once. Your business in uh, 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 Tokyo is gone. Your business in Amsterdam is gone. Your business in Paris is gone. Your business in New York is gone. Everything gone at once. And then to top it all, your children are dead. What did Job do? Job just fell down, rent his clothes, shaved his head, said, naked came I into this world. Naked will I return. The Lord gave, the Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job worshipped. How do you and I respond in circumstances? When things are not going well, how do we respond? How, how, how are we going to respond when things go well? We can either respond by being sad by being, uh, uh, having a, a no longer, longer a, a sweet spirit or having a sweet spirit or, or, or having faith, having doubt or having faith, how are we going to respond to a difficult situation? Are we going to respond in, 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 in a doubtful way? Are we going to respond in fear? Are we going to respond having a bad attitude? Are we going to respond saying that God is not good? Are we going to respond, so a lady lost her son, her only son, an elder in the church, after that, said that God is not good. Quoted scripture that God, your word says, blah, 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 that God, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever, but I'm telling you that you are not good. She was blind. As she was speaking, she got blind. Yeah, this is a true story. Hallelujah. This is a true story. Because she was quoting God's word to him and telling him that this is not true. Hallelujah. Now, I was told this by someone who had lost her ch uh, uh, children. She had tried having children, lost a child, lost the second child, lost um, third, up to four children. And she was so devastated. But in all those things, she never sinned. She never against God. She never said that God is not good. Because you and I in our minds, we can say that God, you are not good. How could you do this to me? How, how could you do this? I remember when I was about to have surgery, I said to myself, God, if I was crying, I said, God, how? I'm serving you. How can I, how can I be happy? Why, why, why didn't you heal me? Why am I having surgery? I was very sad. And then God reminded me about a few things that could have happened to me. And I straightened up immediately. Hallelujah. So how do you and I respond to difficulty? How do you and I respond to bad news? Are we going to have a good attitude? Are we going to trust God? What are we going to do? It depends on what is inside. It depends on what is inside of us. Now we read from Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. What does Proverbs 23 verse 7 say? For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So as you and I think in our hearts, that is how we are. Do you think of yourself as a victor? Do you think of yourself as a success? Do you think of yourself as a failure? Do you think of yourself as someone who never makes it, who never has money, who is, who is just making it by and by? 
or you think of yourself as someone who is more than a conqueror? Do you see yourself as someone who is more than a conqueror? Do you see yourself as someone who is victorious in everything? Do you see yourself as someone who is healed at all times, who has divine healing? How do you and I see ourselves? Depending on how we see ourselves, we will become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The way you and I think, that is how we will be. Our future depends on how we think. My future and your future depends on us. Do I see myself as the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ? How do I see myself? Do I see myself as someone who, yes, I've fallen short, but because I have faith in Jesus Christ, I am righteous. I am super righteous. I am, I, I am the, I'm at the highest level of righteousness than I can ever be. I can never be more righteous than I am right now. I am super righteous. Oh, because my righteousness is not for me. It's Jesus' righteousness that has been given to me. And no righteousness can exceed Jesus' righteousness. I, I, I'm, I'm not qualified to have. I don't have any righteousness to give or to have. I, there is no righteousness for me to earn. I, I, I can never be righteous because of what I do. If it is my righteousness, it's zero. But because I have faith in Jesus Christ, his righteousness has been given to me as a free gift. So now I am super righteous. Hallelujah. But if you don't see yourself as a super righteous person, what will happen? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if you don't see yourself as a righteous person, that prayer you will not apply to yourself. But the Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. But if you don't believe you are a righteous person, it's not going to work for you. Those on Zoom, do you hear what I'm saying? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs 4.23. This is just a quick recap. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You and I are to protect what enters into our hearts. Don't allow garbage to enter into our hearts, because there's a saying, garbage in, garbage out. Hallelujah. What you put in is what will come out. If you put in rubbish data, it will spill out rubbish uh, results. Hallelujah. So what you and I put in our hearts must be guarded. Now, for something to enter into my heart and into your heart, it must first enter into the mind. You and I cannot have anything in our heart unless it first gets into our minds. That's why the Bible says you and I must meditate upon the word of God. When we meditate upon it, it moves into the mind, from the mind to the heart, and the faith comes. So you and I, we must make sure that what enters into our hearts are good things. Don't allow doubt to enter into your heart. Don't allow fear to enter into your heart. Don't allow confusion to enter into your heart. Don't allow worry to enter into your heart. Don't allow sin to enter into your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Protect it because what is in my heart will determine my future. What is in my heart and your heart will determine our future. Is it faith that is in my heart or doubt? If it is faith that is in my heart, then I will live a life of victory. Amen. 
Because the Bible says in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, don't, don't bother turning to it, you can write it down. 1 John 5, 4 and 5, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. What does this mean? It means that whatever is born of God overcomes the world, has overcome the world. And we achieve this victory over the world through our faith. So we must allow faith to come in because when faith enters our heart, we will overcome the world. We will overcome the world and the world is everything we are fighting against. The world is everything wrong. The world is disease. The world is broken relationships. The world is addictions, every problem. Everything you and I pray against is considered the world. And the Bible says we achieve the victory of our, the world through our faith. So you and I must only allow the word of God, only good things, only pure things, only positive things to enter into our hearts. Don't, allow, don't, don't watch scary movies if it's going to affect you. Don't watch court TV if it's going to affect you. When I was younger, I loved horror movies. Oh, I loved horror movies. My brother and I went to watch a horror movie. We thought it was a horror movie, Ghost. We didn't know that it was Patrick, Patrick Swayze and yeah. But we thought it was a horror movie. So we're excited to go and watch the horror movie. But we're always afraid at night. Always afraid at night. To sleep was a problem, especially in the dark. Because we're afraid because we watch vampire movies, all sorts of scary movies. And because of that, doubt and fear entered into our hearts. Hallelujah. But now faith must enter into my heart. I said the word of God must enter into our hearts. Hallelujah. So guard it. Protect it. Be careful. Be careful what enters into your heart. Very, very important. It means be careful what you see, what you hear. Do not just allow anyone to speak doubt into your heart. I remember when I was about to have surgery and I was trying to apply faith, walking in faith, listening to Kenneth Hagen, listening to faith messages, taking the Bible, reading it, soaking in the word of God because I wanted to, they were going to do a, a biopsy and I wanted to make sure that if it was wrong, I'll be ready in faith. Then I watched Christian television and there's a missionary who is going around to the different missions all over the world to say bye-bye to them because he had cancer and was about to die. And I said, no, this is not what I need to watch. I changed the channel. Because I want to watch someone who was healed. Be careful what you listen to, what you watch, when you are trusting God for something. Amen. Only listen to positive things. Only surround yourself with people who are going to tell you positive things. I don't know that you're hearing what I'm talking about. Very, very important. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to prove what is that good, what is that perfect, what is that acceptable will of God. So it's proved by renewing your mind and my mind. And how do I renew my mind? How do you renew your mind? By the word of God. 
Hallelujah. When the word of God is rich in you and I, then our lives will be proof and demonstration of God's work, goodness, of God's faithfulness, of God's perfect will. Then my life, when someone wants to say that, look, God's will is good, then they'll point to you and say that, look, you are an example of God's perfect will. When God's perfect will is in someone's life, you are the demonstration of it. You are the example. Then they'll point to Tete and say, Tete is the example. If you want someone who has God's will perfected in their lives, look at her life. May that be your story and my story in Jesus' name. So we must give no place to the devil. Philippians 4, 8. Just a couple more and then we'll just continue. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren. So Job surrounded himself with the word of God so much that he knew how to handle difficulty. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. Now there's the truth and there are facts. The fact is what is a fact? Or what is a, th a fact is that as acceleration, uh, no, in fact, uh, uh, gravity is a fact. Certain laws of physics are facts. If you stand on a high building and you fall, you, you throw yourself down, you will die in, on Earth. But it's not always true in space. So a fact depends on where you are. But the truth is universal. In the whole universe, the truth stands. The only thing that stands, no matter the number of light years away you are, is the word of God. The word of God, whether you are 10 billion light years away, the word of God is true wherever you are, no matter the time. Whether it's a billion years from now, the word of God is always true. So you and I must realize that, yes, the doctor said something. The bank manager said you are foreclosing. Yes, all those things are facts. But the truth is that the doctor's report, I will not believe it. I will believe the good report. The doctor's report says that you have eight months to live. But the Bible says, by his stripes, I was healed. That is the truth. The bank manager says you are going to foreclose. You are on the negative. You are going down. You are sinking down. But the truth is that Jesus Christ was rich, but became poor so that through his poverty, I will be rich. Also, that Jesus Christ is our provider, the Lord, our provider. So you and I must take scriptures that back what we are trusting God for, and we have a solid foundation for faith. So finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, that's why it is true, the truth. He didn't say fact. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, not evil report, good report. The 10 spies gave an evil report. What was the evil report? Doubt. So it means that you and I should not speak doubt. God doesn't like doubt. So it means that when you are speaking a good report, you are speaking life. You are speaking something positive. You are trusting God and you are saying that, yes, because the Bible says so, that settles it. Because the Bible says that I'm healed, I'm healed. Because the Bible says I can do this, I'll do it. So what the Bible says is what you and I must stand on. That is the good report. The evil report we must not agree with. And the evil report is doubt. 
the evil report is wrong. The evil report is anything you and I fight against. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on such things. You and I must have the right mindset. The right mindset will take us forward. Can I have an amen, 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 amen? Okay, just skipping through a few. Okay, let me give you one more and then we will continue. James chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. James 1, 4 to 8. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, this is very important. This explains why many people don't get their answers. Answers to prayer, what I'm about to say. If any of you lack wisdom, let him, which also means her, Ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. Ask in faith nothing wavering. Ask in faith nothing doubting. Other versions say doubting. Ask in faith, nothing doubting. For he that doubteth or wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. The wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Now this is very important. This verse is saying that if you are now, I doubt, we shouldn't expect to receive anything from God. Wow. Verse 7. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Look at it in NLT verse 6 and 7. Now this is very serious. This verse is telling us that if we doubt when we are praying, we should not expect to receive anything from God. How many doubt? Oh no, this is too big. I'm trusting God for the job. But this job is above me. So I don't know whether I'll get it. Maybe I'll get it. Ah, I'll get it. You, you hear a message that says, you can do it. You can do it. Oh, yes, I'll get it. Then Satan speaks to our minds and says that, that you, you, you know, you're not going to get it. Ah, maybe I'll get it. Then you hear a word of encouragement from a friend. Yes, I'll get it. Then you hear an, a, a word of doubt from someone who didn't get a job. Oh, I'm not going to get it. Wavering like a wave of the sea. I'll get it. I won't get it. God will give it to me. God won't give it to me. People like that should not, if I verse 6 and 7, please. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to answer. For a doubtful mind is, an unset is as, unsettled, uh, as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. People like that should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Look at verse 6 again. Very important. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to answer. That's why Jesus asked the blind man, do you, uh, do, do you believe I'll do this? Yes, Lord. Then touch their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be done unto you. Lord, Please heal me. I know if you will, you will heal me. Jesus said, I will be thou whole. So do you and I believe 
that he's going to answer. Do you and I believe that he's going to give it to us? Let me look for another one for you. Look at 1 John 3, 23 and 20 to 25. Let's start from 22. 1 John in King James. Hallelujah. How we think. Start from 20. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask of him, we receive. Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. Very important. What the Bible is saying is that if our hearts are condemning us, God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Beloved, if our hearts are no longer condemning us, then we have confidence toward God. And anything we ask of him, we receive. Now, ask and receive is different from answered prayer. What you ask, you receive. God, can you give me A? I receive A. What you ask, you receive. Why? Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, what is his commandment? That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. Now, believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's a whole series. But what does it mean? Believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, is that I believe that once I use his name, I'll get the answer. Because his name unlocks every door. His name, Jesus, is the key that unlocks every door. So when I use the name of Jesus, I'm using it knowing that his name is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. So because of that confidence, I say in the name of Jesus Christ, and it has to submit. Because I believe in his name, I get what I'm looking for. There's a difference between believing in Jesus and believing in his name. There are many who believe in Jesus. That's why they are Christians, but don't believe that his name will bring results. And many live and die believing in Jesus, but not in his name. That's why the man who was carried to the gate called Beautiful, the Bible says when Peter and John were on their way to the temple, they saw him and he st they stopped in front of him. And he, begging for arms, thought he was, they were going to give him arms. And then Peter, fastening his eyes on him, said, Silver and gold I do not have, but I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the man leaped up and walked. And as people saw the man and were shocked, wow, this man is healed. Wow, this man, we know him. He, he, he's been paralyzed from birth. We know him. Then the Bible says, and Peter said, why are you looking at us as if it is through our own holiness that we have made this man to walk? Why are you looking at, at us as if it was through our power? But the name, through faith in his name, has made this man to walk and has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So faith in the name of Jesus, faith in Jesus Christ has given him this perfect soundness. In the presence of you all. So you and I must believe that when we pray, 
he hears us. When we pray, we are guaranteed answered results. When we pray, we will receive the things he has promised he will give us. And when we use his name, we are guaranteed answered prayer. Look at 1 Peter 5, sorry, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Very important here too. Ajin, are you listening? Very important. And this is the confidence. Glory to God. Cynthia, did you get that? This is the confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, this is the right mindset. He heareth us. Anything I ask him, you ask him according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Glory to God. Look at verse NLT for this. NLT, please. And it, verse 14, thank you, 14 and 15. And we can be confident that he will listen to us whenever we ask him for anything in line with his will. Verse 15. And if we know he is listening when we make our requests, requests we can be sure that he will give us what we asked for. Beautiful. Now, what is his will? If we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. This is the confidence. You and I must be confident. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. Let me say it in a way that God wants us to understand it. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask him anything according to his word, he hears us. What am I saying? If you can find scripture backing what you are praying for, you have a solid foundation for faith. It is not possible that you have scripture and you tell God, God, your Bible says this, your word says this, and Lord, I am standing on your word and I believe that because your word says it, I have it. It's not possible that you not get it and I will not get it. Why? Why am I saying that? Because the Bible says so. And I trust that the Bible was here before I was born. So I am confident, and you must be confident that because the Bible says it, that settles it. Jesus said, if we ask anything, anything, anything according to his will, he hears us. And his will is his word. So you and I must have the right mindset when it comes to prayer. And get the word from our minds to our hearts. Let me give you one more on prayer and we'll continue. It looks like it's hard to continue. John fifteen seven. John chapter 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, uh, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Look at NLT. But if you stay joined to me and my words remain in you, you may ask any request you like and it will be granted. ESV. Um, Jesus, he's the truth. 
So he's saying this. That is the conclusion. That is what it is. If you abide or remain in me, and my words abide or remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and this will be done for you. Now, this is very important. If the word of God is in my heart, I will not ask a wrong thing. If the word of God is in my heart, I will ask for someone to be hurt. I will not ask amiss. I will not ask for a plane to show off or a nice car. No, what I will ask for is going to be relevant. I'm going to ask for proper things. I'm going to ask for good things. I'm going to ask for, for, for money. If I'm asking for money, it's not to do wrong things, but it's supposed to, to, to have a good, rich life and to help others. Amen. Hallelujah. So God is saying that if you remain in me, you remain connected to me, Jesus is saying, you remain connected to me, you remain strong in me, you remain committed to me, Jesus is saying. And my words, which give us the right mindset, and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. Hallelujah. You and I must think like victorious people. You and I must think like, uh, don't never think like a conqueror. Mistake. Don't, don't, don't think like a conqueror. <laughs> Never think like a conqueror. Think like more than a conqueror. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible says we are more than conquerors. You are not conquerors. I am more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. So you and I must think like more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more. I said we are more. I said we are more. More than conquerors. So think the way, see yourself the way God sees you. See yourself the way God sees you. Look at 2 Timothy 1.7. God sees me as a peculiar person. God sees me as a victorious person. The Bible says victory. We, we receive victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm victorious. You are victorious. Don't see yourself as a failure. Never see yourself as someone who lives on barely get along street off Gramble Alley. Barely get along street. Oh, as for me, I can never amount to anything. As for me, there's always no money. Oh, when am I going to get money? Oh, God, uh, I, 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 I'm always struggling. Uh, did I come into this world to struggle? I've heard all this. Have I come to this world to struggle? Have I come to this world to, to suffer? When will I ever make it? I'm always broke. Living on barely get along street off Gramble Alley. Oh, my life complaining. No. See yourself as living on Victory Street off Blessings Alley. Oh, hallelujah. You can choose which one you want. Hallelujah. Or off Prosperity Alley. If, so, if, if there's someone who is not always well, who is always sick, I see myself on divine healing, healing early off victory road. Make it up. And believe it. Always say, like I always say, thank you, O oh God, that every cell in my body is working well. Every organ, 
every ligament, every bone, every nerve, every single part of my body is divinely healthy. Because you don't want a cell to be damaged and replicate as a damaged cell. Look, I learned a lot about cancer when I was waiting for the results. I went online. I studied about cancer, how it, a cell is damaged. Normally, when a cell is damaged, the immune system kills it, finished. But how do I know all these things? Because I was worried. <laughs> but when a cell is damaged and it's not killed, it's not finished off, and it grows, replicates, damaged cell replicating, then tumor, where is its history? I thank you, oh God, that every cell in my body is perfectly working, divinely healthy. Thank you, oh God, that every ligament, every bone, every nerve, it's not good to have nerve pain. Nerve pain. Thank you, oh God, that every nerve in my body is working well. Thank you, oh God. Yes. Confess it. The right confession. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Time is running out. Fear. Right behind fear is your victory. What am I saying? Many times, fear tries to prevent you and I from doing the thing that will cause the blessing. Why am I saying it? Will an evil spirit take you to the right place? God has not given us the spirit of fear or cowardice or timidity, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Fear is an evil spirit, even though it's a feeling. Job said, the thing I have greatly feared has come upon me. Fear can cause you to lose out on many things. So you and I, we cannot control fear trying to affect us, but we can control it securing itself in our minds. You and I cannot control the birds flying over our heads, but you and I can make sure that they don't establish a foothold or a nest, build a nest on our heads. So I cannot control what the devil will tell me, but I can make sure that the devil, what he tells me will not last. It will not enter into my mind. I reject it before it enters into my mind. So you and I, fear is an evil spirit. Fear is evil. Fear is wrong. Fear prevents you and I. Sometimes fear can grip you and it will almost be like a feeling. It is an evil spirit and fear always do the opposite of what you are afraid to do. Let me say it again. Always do the opposite of what, of what fear is telling you to do once it's in line with God's word. Always do the opposite of what fear wants you to do so long as it is in line with the word of God. Very important. Because sometimes you are about to do something or you are about to make a decision that's going to lead to a major blessing. But you and I are afraid to do it. But right behind fear is the victory. Sometimes fear is like a dark cloud that prevents you from seeing what is behind fear. Always remember that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is the same as cowardice. You are, you are a coward. You are afraid. You are timid. You are, you are so afraid to do something. 
That's why God said, be strong and be very courageous. Because when you and I are working with God, we need to be courageous. When you and I are working with God, we need to, we need to be strong. We need to be bold. The Bible says the, the, the righteous are as bold as a lion. When you and I are serving God, we need to be bold because sometimes the things God will tell us to do will not be convenient, will be scary, will be difficult. And sometimes it, is, it, it will be strange. Wow, if I do this, most likely this would happen. So I don't want to do it. But if God tells you to do something, do it. Because when you do it, it will take you to a good place. It will take you to a good place. Hallelujah. So let us overcome fear. Let us not allow fear to control us. Let us not allow fear to control us. Fear is an evil spirit. Always use the scriptures to strengthen you. The righteous. If I'm righteous, I'm as bold as a lion. Even though I feel afraid. This message is not telling you that you will not be afraid. Even Jesus was tempted to fear. There are many times I'm afraid to do things. But I say to myself, I'm never going to allow fear to control me. If I'm afraid of it and it's connected to God, I'll do it. Or I feel God is telling me to do it, I'll do it. Never allow fear because right behind fear is my victory and your victory. So you must never allow fear to control you. Never allow fear to tell you, no, don't do this. Never allow fear to tell you, no, do this. No. Make sure that it is in line with God's word and do the opposite of what fear is telling you to do. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet and just speak to the Lord? Let's ask the Lord to be gracious unto us and to give us the right mindset. Lord, I want to have the right mindset. Lord, I don't want to fear. Lord, I want to be bold. Your word says, O God, that those who know you, those who know their God, they would display strength and take action. They'll work strong and do exploits. Lord, we want to take action. Lord, we want to work strong. Lord, we want to do well. Give us the right mindset. Let us think in the right way so that when we pray, you will give us what we are looking for. Let us have the right way of thinking. Give us the right mindset, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's just speak to the Lord. Ask the Lord to help us. Ask the Lord to be gracious unto us. Ask the Lord to cause us to have the right mindset. To think in the right way. To think in the right way. Jesus, we praise you. Think in the right way. Lord, I want to think in the right way. Lord, I want to think in the right way. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Fear will not dominate us. In the name of Jesus. Fear cannot dominate us. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, from my mother's womb, 
You have chosen me. Love has called my name. Yes, oh God. I've been born again into a family. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Child of God, you rather me. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Father God, we bless your name. We worship you, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We thank you, O God, that fear is broken. Fear is broken. We are no longer slaves to fear because we are children of the Most High God, the one true only God. We thank you, O God, for your word. We pray for the grace to have the right mindset to think in the right way, to see ourselves the way you see us. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus, you are watching online, you are here, you are watching uh, on Zoom, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are not born again, you know in your heart that you are far away from God, you know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven and you know you are far away and you want Jesus Christ to save you. Then I want you to repeat after me, including all of us. Repeat after me. Because the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10 that we must confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. We must believe with our hearts that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. Because with our hearts we believe and are made right with God. And with our mouths we confess and are saved. So let's repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. 
I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins, Lord. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. We may take our seats. Hallelujah. If you've said this prayer you, for the first time, you are born again. Your sins are forgiven. You are washed with the blood of Jesus Christ. And you are heaven bound. I want to encourage you to be established in a church. Look for a church and God will bless you. Hallelujah. It's time to give to the Lord. Let's give out a good offering. If you have your tithe, your first and best, tithe is first and best, or 10% of your increase, you can give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. We have the ways to give, text to give. Hallelujah. Or you can scan. Hallelujah. If you have your offering, you can give a good offering to the Lord. And God will bless you. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father God, we bless you for the opportunity to pay our tithe. Father God, you said that if we pay our tithe, you would empty out the blessings by opening the windows of heaven and emptying out so many blessings or the blessing that there will not be enough room to contain it and that you rebuke the devourer for our sakes so that it will, we will not have money being missing or money going into medical bills and so many bills, Lord. We are trusting your word and we are standing on your word on this, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, those who are giving, we pray that you bless them. Cause them to excel in their giving. Cause them to excel financially, to do well financially. Those who don't have to give, who wanted to give, also bless them. And give them so that they can give to support your work. In Jesus Christ, our Mashiach's name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Just a soft song for a minute whilst we give. Hallelujah. No, no, no drums. Thanks. Give and it shall become back to you. Good measure. Press down, shaking together and running over. Give. And it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. One more time. Give, and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. And give, and it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Just before we allow our online viewers to go, we just want to say a quick word of prayer to all of, for all of us. Father God, we bless you. 
And we thank you for supernatural provision. Thank you for your favor and your hand upon us. Father God, we trust your word and we pray that all your blessings, everything you have provided for us as Christians in your death, burial, and resurrection, Lord Jesus, we pray that we will walk in them. All the spiritual blessings that you have provided for us, may we walk in them in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that each and every one of us, while we pray, oh God, that we will not get to heaven and find out that we missed out on so many things. May we experience the things that you have given to us freely. And may we walk in them in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. And shalom, shalom. God bless you. Amen. And those on Zoom, God bless you. Now let's welcome our sister.